Welcome everyone to the Health, Happiness and Planet podcast, where we explore different ways to boost your well-being, live a more fulfilling life and protect our planet. This podcast is sponsored by Wave Business Excellence Footprint, the digital training company that cares about your development and the well-being of our environment. You can find the courses for employees and managers under the website www.wave-bef.com. In today's episode, we're going to speak about how health is connected to our self-esteem. If we can break past our own barriers and become more confident and further build on our self-esteem, then we will be able to live a more joyful life full of great achievements. I'm thrilled to introduce you to my amazing guest, Dame Clarissa Burt, who currently lives in USA. In June 2022, Clarissa was knighted by the Royal Order of Constantine the Great and St. Helen, joining the ranks of 350 dames worldwide. Clarissa is internationally acclaimed award-winning media personality, producer, director, writer, author, public speaker and former supermodel and winner of the Celebrity Survivor Show. With hundreds of television and film credits to her name, she brings over 35 years of entertainment industry experience in both international and American markets. She starred in over 20 movies, including the award-winning films such as Warner Brothers, The Never-Ending Story Part 2, where she played the character of Xayaid. Clarissa is the founder and CEO of The Limelight Media, which is a multimedia platform consisting of TV, video, a podcast and a digital magazine. Her shows can be seen on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV and more. Her podcast is heard on over 15 different distribution platforms just like this one. Further, she has had two private audiences with Pope John Paul II honoring her social work. As the ambassador of the United States, she actively helped African women win the Nobel Peace Prize in 2011. Clarissa has recently been bestowed with the Entrepreneurial Excellence Award by the Women's Economic Forum and is the USA Chair for the G100 Club, All Ladies League for Television and Broadcasting, Certificate of Global Honor from the Pune University India and the Diploma of Recognition from the National Italian American Foundation from Washington DC. In addition to all of this, she also published a book with Rita Romano called The Italian Gluten-Free Gastronomy the art of selecting, preparing, and savoring gluten-free meals. Then, in year 2021, she published an international award-winning best-selling book entitled The Self-Esteem Regime. I am excited to introduce you to this amazing guest, Clarissa. Hello, Clarissa, and thanks for coming to the Health, Happiness, and Planet podcast. It's so great to have you here. I am so thrilled that you've invited me to be here. It's awesome. <laughs> I am coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona, and you are in Spain. And I wish I was there because it's the most beautiful country, I think. Yeah, Spain <laughs> and Italy, definitely the most beautiful countries. Yes, that's so true. It's a nice place to travel, to have vacation, and also to live. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and for our listeners, I did already the introduction, but maybe if you could just put it in a nutshell, what is your trajectory? If you summarize, what have you done all these years? What is your story? Well, yes, yeah, you said it all these years. <laughs> you know, people read my bio and they say, oh, my God, you've done so much in your life. Well, that's because yeah. my life has been long. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not a baby anymore, but I will tell you that I'm extremely impassioned by, you know, what I do and especially what I've been doing in the last years. You know, in my lifetime, I have 
done basically everything that I ever said I wanted to do. I wanted to model. I became a model. I wanted to sing. I wanted to act. I wanted to work on television. I wanted to produce television. And I did all of that. And it was extraordinary. And then I wanted to write a book because there was something that from very early on that I discovered, and that was self-esteem or the lack thereof. And it was something that I saw in a lot of other people as well. So my perception of them was so much better than their perception of themselves. And I couldn't understand what that was all about. So along my path and my journey, I've spoken to God knows how many people. I mean, I'm in media, so, you know, I've definitely spoken to enough people and I've seen the difference between what happy self-esteem brings to the table and those that don't have happy, healthy self-esteem, how it affects their lives. So yeah, I'm pretty impassioned by my book, The Self-Esteem Regime, and I'm glad we're here to talk about it. So thank you so much for that lovely book that you have written, because that's one of the things that really struck out for me when I was looking for great guests for the show to see how can we further boost our happiness and our health. When I was interviewing people around the world, I noticed that a lot of people were struggling with their inner voice and with their self-esteem and how their inner voice was actually speaking to them. Was it speaking to them in a kind way? Was it being encouraging or was it just the opposite? Yeah, was taking away their energies and maybe making them fearful about life? Or does it depend on the day? You know, sometimes yeah. it's good, you know, your voice yeah. in your head and sometimes it's not. And that sometimes one depends on what is triggering in your life. And as we know, we live our lives and we've lived our ups and we lived our downs and life is a beautiful place to be, but it can also trigger some unpleasant and unhappy things. And I speak frequently about having the tools in the shed that you need at any time to be able to use them for whatever life will bring your way. So I use the analogy of a hurricane or a storm and as it's coming through and we see it coming and we get the weather reports and we prepare and we go into the basement and we, you know, all the things we need to do, hunker down. And then as we come out and that storm has passed us, Did we lose maybe a leaf or two? Maybe we lost a branch. But with the tools that we have in the shed, we were not uprooted in the storm and taken away, right? So I love that analogy. Of, and that is what self-esteem does. This is what work on ourself does. This is what self-improvement does. This is what personal development does. And I urge people all the time to be able to find that time. It is imperative that you find the time to constantly be working on yourself. Or as I like to say, to be a better person tomorrow than I am today. I really live on that hill. It's something very important to me. I want to be better tomorrow. It might be even a little thing. It might be something very small. There's a Japanese word called Kaizen, and that means continuous improvement. So that's also a very good mindset to have. Yeah, How do I do the continuous improvement in myself as a person? And it could be little things, Juan. It could be the littlest things. It's self-esteem, you know, self-esteem 101. Never compare yourself to anyone else. That's really important. We can talk about that, especially under the guise of of what's happening with social media. Because we're constantly comparing ourselves to the Joneses or to people we know or people we don't know. All we know is what they want us to perceive, right? And so we have to be very careful that are we strong enough on our own self-esteem that we can be truly happy for them and their success. That's where we need to be. Happy for them and, and their success as we're working on our own. 
That's right. And take off exactly from where we are. As you said, if you compare yourself to another person who has been already doing a specific thing for 10 years and you're just starting off and you're like, yeah, but look at that. The other person has this or that achieved. But you say, well, it's I'm in my own journey. And if I can start measuring my own journey from where I'm starting and not comparing it to somebody else, that is definitely a much healthier mindset. You've heard, I'm sure, the saying says the grass is always greener on the other side yeah. unless it's astroturf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless it's fake, right? So be really careful about that because it could be yeah. greener on the other side. But what's yeah. your perception of, is it real grass? Is it astroturf? Is it fake grass? My point being, there's a lot of non-truth, especially in social media that is happening. And I loved last month in April was uh, International Women's Month. And Dove is a, a brand that cosmetics that women use, soaps and different things. Dove's self-esteem project came out with something that I thought, I thought was genius. They have done a lot of work around girls and self-esteem for many years, and it's always been spot on, and it is stellar work. But they came out with something, it was called hashtag no filters, hashtag turn your back. And that means that our girls, 11, 12, 13 years old, that don't think that they are pretty enough, because the filters, social media filters standards, now have us being somebody we are not. And so these girls are using these filters and the filter in question is called the bold glamour filter. And so these girls are putting on these, then it puts on the eyelashes and the makeup and the lips and it, you know, plumps your lips and it makes you someone you are not. And so we are really working on, or they are working on, and I'm, I'm just here as a little voice in the world saying, <laughs> be happy with who you are. You get to be who you are. You've got a whole blueprint in your life that only you can plan. So make it the, you know, you, the best you, you can possibly be. Not everyone was born to be a superstar or a supermodel or a super, this the word super already should just be, I think yeah. eliminated yeah. because aren't we all super in our own way? Exactly. So, and I know that sounds, it sounds banal and it sounds so trite to say these kinds of things, but it's true. I really think that our young girls need to be forging their own paths in their own way with their own strengths and not worrying about what their friend Susie is doing. Just be there in support of Susie. That's the greatest self-esteem thing that you can bring to the table in friendships. Wow, that's so amazing. Especially I'm thinking right now of my daughter because she's 13 years old and she's right now exactly in the deep world of TikTok and Instagram and all the social media and feeling sometimes not so happy because she's just saying, look what the other girls, how they look and look at what they're doing. And as you said, that could be the astroturf. Yeah, that's the fake grass that they're just displaying yeah, exactly. on the other and side. And not only, but you haven't walked a mile in their shoes who are they really? What are they really thinking? And I wish well on everyone, but lots of times, especially in our youth right now, some of our children are going through some, according to the CDC and, and the data that's coming out, it's absolutely horrific that a lot of our kids are going through depression. They're going through anxiety. They have social anxiety because of social media. They don't really know how to interact in person as much as we did when we were kids. They are thinking of committing suicide or they are committing suicide. And these are alarming numbers. And so this is why it's extremely important to tell our children, not only be there for them, listen to them and love them, give them the, the support that they need, but to underscore and underline the importance of 
what is reality and what is not, what is truth and what is not. And as we move into an AI world, and at no other time has it been more important than now to have human contact, human touch. There's something else, Juan, that it's a funny saying, and it's this. We sit in the room with people on our devices to be in contact with people far away. When we are right in the room with people so that we can bring them close, but we're right yeah. in the room with people and they are far away from yeah. us. We're right sitting right there. True. So put the devices down. You know, I'm not a parent. I've never had children, but I think that every kid is a little bit mine when I say, put the devices down, all of you, and at least get back to the kitchen table. Get back to at least a half an hour of good quality time. They've got very busy schedules, our kids. They're in school and they're in activities and we're working and we're busy, but we are never too busy for the family unit. And that, I think, is the most important thing of all. Yeah. And I think also parents really have to lead by example because many times parents themselves are on the phones, uh, not paying maybe that much attention. And the kids are just looking and say, okay, well, if they're on the phone, I'll be doing that just as well. And Yeah, it's easy. It's easy. And I understand that. I get it. It's easy. Uh, but when your child starts distancing themselves from you, then you really have to take a look at you. You know, like, what did you allow? How much screen time did you give them? How much hugs and cuddles did you give them? How much positive reinforcement did you give them? Did you answer all of the questions they may have had? And were you able to intercede beforehand, before you even knew what the question was going to be? Because one time <laughs> you were 13 years old, too. So, you know, being a parent is really, it's being a psychologist, isn't it? It's, there's yep. a lot of work involved. And I mean, my hat's off to all the parents, especially in these times, because they are very trying times to be bringing up children. And my hats are off to the kids because these are very difficult times to be a kid. Yeah. And it's almost like going through an experiment because we've never had this kind of, I would say, contact with social media like they have the generations today. So yeah. I think for the beginning, if parents who have kids now, they probably at the beginning, they were doing a little bit from convenience because say, oh, if I give now the screen to the kid during our dinner in the restaurant, then at least they'll be quiet and they will not be bothering while I'm speaking with the other people at the table. And then we know that's how we can silence our kids. Yeah. But that's just, I would say, the wrong strategy. Today, they start growing up with these devices and somehow the parents always think, okay, that's the easy thing. Let me just give it to them. And if I need to threaten them, I'll just threaten them to, to take it away. And yeah. And, and I mean, I think the idea is just, you know, get rid of it for an hour, you know, and then they have the anxiety of being away from, because they have the fear of missing out, FOMO, fear of missing out. What am I missing? What am I not? You're not missing anything. Life goes on, goes on without you. <laughs> Yeah. You know, the whole 8 billion people on the planet, they're all going forward without you in this moment, having dinner with your mother and your father. It's going to be okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Make sure that there's a place to park the device and make sure the device is off yeah. so that they start to learn that, you know, the detachment from this device and that it's okay all is good in the world, you know. <laughs> and what is your experience with the grown-ups themselves? If we already have the parents and the grown-ups who are maybe themselves not very confident and they don't have that self-esteem, do you have any um, advice from your toolbox that you have from your book that you could advise them? Uh, what could they start with to, to start gaining some self-confidence? And this time it's the parents, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, read the book, do the work. Uh, I, when I was a younger girl, in the United States, we had three bookstores, Walden Books, Borders Books, and Barnes & Noble. And there was a little section in the back. It was called self-help. 
<laughs> and that's where I lived. I loved the idea of having some place to go for my answers, for my questions, my conundrums, my quandaries, my difficulties, support, assistance. Where could I go if it wasn't always my parents? Because, you know, my parents were divorcing and they were splitting up and I didn't see my father for ever. I haven't seen my father since I was 18 you know, except at one funeral quickly, but I have not really had my father in my life and my mother and I have only become close in the last years. So it was, where do I go to get these kind of answers? And remembering, uh, reminding you, Juan, that at the time there were no computers, no cell phones, no internet. <laughs> so that was my go-to. Now, if you walk in, the only store we have in the, in the United States that's left over is Barnes & Noble. And my book is in Barnes & Noble. And that's my <laughs> moment. But it's rows and rows and rows and rows and columns of personal development books. What does that mean? Well, first of all, personal development now is a billion-dollar industry here in the United States, and it is around the world. And what does that tell us? People are always looking for the answers. People are in pain. People are looking for answers. People want to get out of pain, and they want to find the way to do that. My book is called The Self-Esteem Regime, which is an action plan for becoming the confident person you were meant to be, is broken down into 12 bite-sized chapters. Mine is not a read. It's a resource. And so you read the chapters and you do the work and you move on to the next. And you'll read the book now. You know, you will be in a time in your life where certain things are going to jump right out at you. If you do the work and read the book again in a year, you will be in a whole other place in your life. And you'll read it and go, well, I don't remember reading that last year <laughs> because you weren't ready for the message last year. Yeah. So my insistence, if you will, my invitation at all times is to constantly be doing the work. Put it the time in your calendar like you would a dentist appointment, like you would a doctor's appointment, the time that you put in to go do your nails or cut your hair. Put that time in your calendar also and make sure, is it a 15 minutes a day? I don't know. But 15 minutes a day, pick up a personal development book, pick up a self-help book. And it's called self-help, Juan. It's not called shelf-help. So don't put it on the <laughs> shelf and leave it there. Buy the book, exactly. read it, and do the work. And it's amazing how your life will start to really take on a whole different trajectory, a whole different path, a whole different planet, if you will, if you'll allow it and if you really want it. Tenacity is a huge word here. And the other word that I will leave your listeners with is courage. Yeah. Doing the work is not always going to be easy. Doing the work and putting in the effort. People say, oh, don't say the word work. Okay. The effort that it will take in order to change some of it. First of all, you have to unlearn things. That's the first chapter. The first chapter is release. Let go. Release unlearn what you've learned that may not be serving you and be okay with that. Just because mom and dad taught that to you and you love mom and dad, thanks mom and dad, it may not serve you and your path and your trajectory. And we can say the same thing with faith. We can say the same thing with friends. We can say the same things with our educative institutions, the books that we read, our friends, the people that we know. There's a saying, and I like to pass it on, and it is, you are the same person today that you will be in five years except for the books that you read and the people that you hang out with, the people that you associate with. So if you can make changes in reading the things that you need to know that will make you a better person tomorrow than you are today. 
and associating with the people that'll make you a better person tomorrow than you are today, then you're more than 90% there. But be courageous and be tenacious. Amazing. What I like a lot is that you really have to put it into your schedule, into your calendar, because yes. once you have it in the calendar, then it's it's yeah. starting to become more real. It's real because yeah. then it's there. You have it's the time. It's not an option, Juan. This is not an option. You know, I also like to use affirmations. Oh, people have affirmations. Ugh. Well, let me tell you, there's, you know, if, if you look at the 369 project and 369 was brought forward by Tesla and it's you take one affirmation or one intention that you have in your life and you write it in the morning when you get up three times at lunchtime, you write it again, six times. And before you go to bed at night, you write it nine times and you do that every day because what is it? It's your reticular activating system. And again, it's doing the work that will, that is the reminder work that you need so that it gets, it's so impregnated into your self-conscious that the universe hears you loud and clear And being very careful and remembering that every thought you have is energy and that energy is being put out into the universe. What are you thinking? Not only, who are you listening to? Make the changes. Make the changes. People go, oh, I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. Okay, fear, it's a real thing. I get it. And I've lived it. But face everything and rise. Fear. Here's another one that I love and it is failure. Oh, what if I fail? What if I fail? My God, I'm going to fail. Well, fail is your first attempt in learning. Hmm. Your first attempt in learning, one. And I say, let's celebrate failure. Let's not stay there too long, but let's celebrate our failures because we're one step closer to success. We've heard these things many times, but we need to be reminded that these are things. I am enough. I am enough. You are enough. We are enough. Everybody, we are enough. But if you look up the definition of enough, one. It is only as much as is required. Now, by definition, enough isn't enough. So the new mantra now is, <laughs> I am so much more than enough. Wow. I love that. That sounds so much better. I feel more free when I hear that. <laughs> so much more than enough. Enough is so confining. And by the way, who decides what is enough? Who? Who's telling me, who's judging me, who's deciding for me? Is there enough panel? Is there enough organization? So I am enough. No, you are so much more than enough. Amazing. <laughs> And I think what's also very important is to be constantly aware what kind of emotions you're feeling throughout the day. If you're feeling anger, if you're feeling uh, fearful, if you are feeling grateful or in love. So it's it's really to see what is your, I would say, default state and try to improve that. Because that's something I was very aware about throughout my life. And yeah. I was surprised to hear that so many people are not in touch with what they're feeling. And they just seem to be like, in yeah. brackets, the victim of, of what's happening. Yeah, and robots, exactly. I was amazed that people are quite surprised when we ask them, What are you feeling right now at this moment? What are your emotions? And is there something you could recommend us on how to be more in touch with, with the emotions? Yeah, you've reminded me of, and I hope that this kind of answers your question, and that is, you know, self-esteem is also a battery of, of values. So if I were to stop and say to you, give me your five top values right now. Give them to me. What are they? Most people go, Uh, um, values. What, what are, some people don't even know what they are. Here are mine. Here are yeah. mine. And I know what they are. I know what they are loud and clear. And I never default to anything else but these. And that is, I take 
the high road. We've heard that saying before. Mine is honesty, integrity, gratitude, and honor. And those are four, I think, some of the most important values that I can bring to myself, that I can bring to my relationships, that I can bring to my workplace. And I am ready to die on that hill. You will always get honesty from me and it may hurt and I'm sorry. But if you ask me a question, you will get my honest answer. It may not be what you want to hear, but you'll get my honest answer. Integrity. Integrity is who are you at the core? Your true character, who are you? Integrity. Gratitude. Give me five right now. What do you got? Just drop and give me five of the things you're happy for right now. And most people go, um, mm, uh, I'm happy for my family. I'm grateful for the food in my pantry. I'm grateful for the warm bed I slept in last night. I'm grateful for the sunshine out back. I'm grateful for the people I get to talk to like Juan every day. I'm grateful for my book that is in Barnes and Noble and is changing lives one chapter at a time. I'm grateful for my health. I could be here all day. I know what I'm grateful for. And people want to gripe all day about how tough life, yep, life is not the easiest place to be sometimes, but be grateful. And the last one is honor. <laughs> so what I honor myself and I honor others. What is honor? Well, honor is who are you when no one else is in the room? Who are you when you don't have to be accountable to anything or anyone else? What is your true character? And I like to say the true character is when you're untangling the Christmas lights. <laughs> it's frustrating. Who are you then? Are you yeah. fun? And are you in the holiday spirit? And are, or are you, you know, you bitching, moaning, and complaining with these lights? <laughs> you know, who are you? Honor your mother and honor your father. You may not have had the best parents in the world, but just by honoring them every day, whether they were good parents or not, brings you to a whole different level of knowing that you had to write in your life. You were writing the wrongs that might have been taught to you, right? And we're all imperfect beings. So we cannot point only to our parents in life. You know, you're my father and my mother. Okay, great. Got that. Move on. You know, what's next? Um, yeah. And you make your choices. You make your choices. The blueprint is yours. And the toxic stops here. The toxic stops right here. And I will have the honesty, the integrity, the gratitude, and the honor for myself and for those that I encounter every day. Well, that's beautiful. I just remember right now, it also has a lot to do in what kind of stories you're telling yourself every day. Yes. Are they pushing me and, and making me more encouraged to do more things in life? Or are they really giving me the setbacks and just hesitating with every single goal that I have and say, no, maybe that's too risky, maybe better not. It's so important to be aware of that. Absolutely. Everybody who I ask about happiness, they define it slightly different. What is your definition of happiness? Happiness is knowing that you can get to a place of having full courage, of having the tenacity, giving yourself permission to be you and to be yourself and to work on self-development every day, personal development every day. This is where my happy place is, is that I've written the book that I felt was important and giving myself permission to be able to be on your show and, and spread the word. You know, the daily demons, when they come in, and we talk about the daily demons in the book, come in and say, well, who are you and who do you think you are? Well, you're not a psychiatrist and you're not a psychologist. You haven't taken any courses or classes in this and you have no laureate that can teach. I have 64 years of life experience 
that allows me to stand here and say, or to sit here and talk about, and all of the reading that I have done in this material, it gives me, I believe, the opportunity to be able to share what I know. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And that is my happy place. Yeah. And I think self-development is something that it, it could be really contagious because once you notice that I am learning new things and I can achieve that new goal yeah. that I had, and then you're like, yeah. hey, if I could do that, let me see what else I can do. And then it oh, starts you, you're in yeah. a positive spiral. Yeah. And and, and I just yeah. try to, to sometimes think that it's so sad to see when there are people doing just the opposite, when they have negative experience and then they have yeah. another negative and they're just spiraling down. So you really yeah. can flip that and just make it to your advantage. And, and that's the that's beauty of... Stuff. Yeah, it's great if one can start with small things so that you can see those achievements and then step by step get to the bigger ones. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I definitely great. hear you. So, well, our time is uh, running out for this episode, but I'm so, so happy to have had you in this podcast because the time, it was like 30 minutes. It felt like it would be five minutes just sitting here speaking with you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. It was a good and, talk. Thanks, Juan. And one more thing before we close for today. Um, how can my uh, listeners find you and what kind of services do you also offer for them? Well, absolutely. You know, you can find me at Clarissa Burt anywhere on social media. I am not on Snapchat, but Clarissa Burt pretty much anywhere across social media. The book you can find on Amazon. I'm sure it's in, on Amazon there in Spain as well or anywhere. I know it's all around the world, which is very exciting. Yeah. It is also on Audible and it's also on Kindle. So however you like to uh, ingest your information, there you go. It's pretty <laughs> much everywhere. Do the work, you know, just do the work. I think that that's the most important part of making yourself a better person more than you are today. Excellent. Excellent. I'll be putting all of that in the show notes for anyone who's listening and cannot uh, take notes at the moment. So the link is there. And thank you so much, Clarissa. Looking at your trajectory, it's just so amazing to see all of the things that you have accomplished and that you still have ahead of you for accomplishing so that one day you can look back and you say, well, I've done really everything I wanted to do in this life. I'm creating the events now. So we're doing events. We're doing retreats. This book is becoming, I have said since the beginning, it's a manual, it's a mission, and it's a movement. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I can touch as many lives as I can. Beautiful, beautiful. I will totally support you in that. And thank you so much, Clarissa, for being here today. Thanks, Juan. Thank you. Bye-bye. What a joyful conversation from someone who has achieved so many outstanding milestones in her life and still has many more great goals ahead. I hope this episode with Clarissa has made you think about your own personal continuous improvement and become day by day more confident at what you do, which will also have a positive effect on your happiness levels. I encourage you to pick at least one action point from today's episode and see how it positively impacts your life. Tell me what you have tried and what outcome you have experienced and tag me on Instagram. My account is called health underscore happiness underscore planet. For me, when I read books, it was always about personal development. The only difficult part was to find the time to read. Sometimes I managed to find the time to read and sometimes I did not. To avoid not having the time to read, I will take Clarissa's advice to block a time on my calendar where I will read 15 to 20 minutes every day. If you add it all up at the end of the month, then it comes out to approximately 10 hours, which is not that bad compared to other months when I was not able to read anything. Another aspect to think about is that it's not only important to gain the knowledge from the books and then forget about it. 
The new wisdom you learn from the books is only potential power. The real power is when you put your new wisdom into action. In the show notes, you will find all the links mentioned by Clarissa and the name of her book. This podcast was sponsored by Wave Business Excellence Footprint, a digital training company that cares about your career development, your personal development, and the well-being of this planet we call home. On the website www.wave-bef.com, you will find a total of 22 courses. Seven of those are designed for managers and 15 courses are designed for employees who strive to become the leaders of tomorrow. I value your feedback and I would love to hear from you. Please rate, subscribe and share this episode with those who you think will profit from this information. Your support means the world to me and it motivates me to keep producing content that adds value to your life. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Big hugs, everyone.